Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to episode 67. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. And it seems like we've done this before. Um, 67 times. Yes, that's right, as a matter of fact. Um, IT transformation happening all across the government. We've talked about it before, but one place that is really elbow deep in it is the Department of Veterans Affairs. A great mission. A lot of people getting a lot of benefits, high demands on that agency. So IT is a critical part of that. To tell us about it today, Dominic Cusat, the Principal Deputy Assistant Secretary for IT at VA. Welcome. Thank you. Great to be here, Francis and Robert. Thank you for having me. Thanks for coming in. Uh, You are undertaking execution on the VA Digital Transformation Strategy. Tell us what is involved there and tell us how you expect executing on those points is going to make things better for the people that you serve. Right. Uh, So uh, as you know, you know, there's a digital transformation going on just about Uh, everywhere, not just in the federal government, but in the private sector. Everyone knows that if they're going to remain relevant in providing services to their customers and constituencies, that they have to figure out a way to digitize uh, the services that are are getting out to them. Um, So we in VA are no different, and our new VA digital transformation strategy was rolled out earlier this year. And we're we're looking, we're chunking it up in terms of five different areas. Uh, The first is providing an exceptional customer Customer experience for our customers. Uh, the second is uh, uh, con- continuing our IT modernization that we've had on going on for a few years, strategic sourcing, IT workforce transformation, and a seamless and secure interoperability of all of our systems. Each of those pieces got onto that strategy for a reason. There probably were others that you could have considered as priorities too. How did you decide that those were the right five to focus on? to create a better experience for a veteran. Absolutely. You're right. This isn't an all-inclusive list, but we felt when we met um, uh, among all of our executives and we talked about what we had going on in our different portfolios, in our areas, and what our customers were saying, we felt that these five areas would would represent the the bulk of the requirements to get us truly on an IT uh, digital transformation. So that's a lot going on. Talk. Can you talk about what that's going to look like when you've finally accomplished what you're trying to accomplish for the veteran? Well, you know, there isn't really one end-all, be-all vision of what this is going to look like at three, four, five years. Uh, you know, this this is going to be a living, breathing approach because, as you know, technology changes so quickly and the way people use technology changes uh, very rapidly. So, um, you know, but in the end, what we want is a an, uh, an IT infrastructure that's more rich and robust and responsive to the customer so that they have a very seamless uh, experience that almost, you know, maybe I would say in the future it would almost read your mind hmm. in terms of what you're looking for and, and what you're trying to get uh, from the VA. And can you talk about how you measure that or how you how – you witness that? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we, we look very closely at our customer satisfaction surveys. We look very closely at metrics in terms of click rates for uh, our websites. And when we make changes, we look at it very closely and see if it resulted in enhanced uh, click rates or uh, web traffic. Um, we also look at applications that uh, uh, veterans are making 
for the different services. If we change something in the way we deliver the services and we see an uptick in applications, you know, we're thinking, okay, we succeeded a little there. And that it's worth, uh, you know, sort of pursuing that a little more. What are the most important things that you've learned in the process of executing on these five priorities? Um, well, we've learned that you know you can't just focus on any one area or the super hot topics of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd really try and put aside you know sort of the the crises of the day or the hot topics of the day. Hard to do. It, yeah. it really is, and and we do pay attention to those. It's not like we ignore them, but you know, it, it we try and spend a certain percentage of our time on those, but then another percentage of our time really focused on that holistic approach to what is it going to take to get there. Uh, for instance, one thing that's never been in our strategy before is uh, IT workforce. Uh, and we realized holistically we were missing a piece that was very critical to success here because we can push out all of the greatest uh, technology and applications and have all the highest end equipment. But if we didn't have people who were trained and skilled in using this equipment to enhance that customer experience, it doesn't do you any good. So, And, and we not only have have to have those people we have to keep those people so we need to make sure we're we're training them uh, professionalizing them giving them career growth in a way that makes them want to stay at the VA and as Robert well knows it's not just your executive leadership that's watching what you're doing you have two very interested committees in particular and 535 stakeholders in general who are paying a lot of attention to the work that you're doing on an ongoing basis it's I imagine it's hard to kind of listen to what they're saying, respect what they're saying, but also continue with this this agenda at the same time sometimes. Absolutely. And we have listened to them and their feedback has made it into this strategy. And we really do appreciate their support. Uh, it, you know, they, they have a keen interest in us because, um, you know, we're providing a very valuable services to their constituencies. And, you know, we, they're very supportive of us. They want us to succeed. They hold us accountable, um, as they should. But um, we appreciate the fact that, um, you know, that they, they want to be in the corner with us and and if there's there's shortfalls or gaps or things nobody ever thought of uh, that we need to do our job they're listening and and they'll uh, uh, very often help us with that it's not a perspective that many people outside of the beltway get but they can be a really helpful external pressure valve on what you're trying to accomplish they can help you push to get what you need in terms of money in terms of attention to specific problems you're having and it looks like you've got that partnership Absolutely. And, you know, it's sort of like a defense mechanism to keep, you know, our stake in all this protected because it, 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 it is important. It elevates the, um, the, the visibility on it. And, you know, it, it makes people aware that this is really critical for our success is, you know, IT is no longer just a partner to the mission. It's a critical enabler mm-hmm. to the mission. And, and we remind our staff every day that that's what we're here for. We are here to enable and support the mission. It's not IT for IT. IT sake. So, you know, that that's how we need to orient ourselves, not just for IT, but also for things like cybersecurity. Um, and, you know, uh, our congressional oversight and our congressional partners and our partners at OMB, you know, sort of help remind, you know, the, our greater constituency of how important that is. I want to come back to that idea later in the conversation if we have time, because I think that's important, the way that IT has transitioned from being a a shop that nobody paid much attention to until something broke to being a mission delivery 
uh, partner with the other CXOs. But you have six, I see here, six elements that underpin this the IT piece of your transformation. Tell me about those. Sure, yeah. So I went over the five imperatives for yes. our strategies. They're sort of our goals. But all of those goals are focused on six areas, uh, six primary areas. Uh, and they are managing our data. We have huge amounts of data, and uh, it's very powerful. So we know it's important to manage that properly. Uh, second is migrating to the cloud. Uh, the third is improving cybersecurity. We're always focused on that. Um, the the fourth is digitizing all of those business processes we were talking about earlier. Uh, the next is decommissioning all of our old legacy systems. VA has been around a long time. We have systems that are 40 years old, and we know we need to sort of rein them in and, and modernize those. Uh, and finally, as I was mentioning earlier, we have sort of a new focus area, and that is recruit and retain a world-class IT workforce. We really do want the best and the brightest here at VA. So same question with those six as with the five before. How did you decide that those six out of, I don't know, however many, were the right ones that you wanted to focus on and you were going to eliminate the rest of them for now? As, as key focus areas. Right. So uh, you'll, you, those of you who are familiar with our previous strategies, you'll notice that a lot of these persist from mm -hmm. the previous ones. We didn't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak. And we wanted to, we were really getting some traction in these areas and it was really having a tangible effect. So we didn't want to toss those aside and we want to keep our workforce focused. So we said, look, we're getting a lot of great stuff done in these areas. Let's, let's keep those on the radar, but let's think of some other areas to sort of shore those up uh, where we had uh, some gaps. So mm -hmm. that's we, we went over many different areas and we sort of laid in the ones we thought we'd get the biggest bang for our buck. And you've been able to recruit and retain a workforce, keep them engaged and focused on this? We are. We know that is critical to our success. And we at VA think we have a lot to offer to the IT workforce writ large, uh, you know, in coming to work for VA. We have uh, very cutting-edge technology. We have a huge enterprise. Uh, it's We're the size of a Fortune 10 size company. Uh, the scope and scale of VA is very sprawling. Uh, we have uh, several different business areas. You know, we do health, of course. We do benefits processing. We're the size of a major insurance or financial firm. Don't forget the cemeteries. And then uh, that's what I was getting to next. For the cemeteries, that's, you know, the logistics they don't and, complain. and property. I'm well, <laughs> well uh, that's, that's awful. <laughs> Of all things to joke about, sorry, please. I won't comment on that, but please I will go say, ahead, Tom. just ignore. Him. Just I, ignore. I, I will say, you know, it is a. We manage all of the VA cemeteries in the United States, other than Arlington National Cemetery, and you know, you think about the logistics of managing any major sprawling property uh, ownership infrastructure, like uh, you know, uh, a Marriott or a Hilton or or a, you know, uh, a resort sort of facility. You know, th this is. Is, these are properties and there's a lot of management and we have you know millions of people coming to visit these properties and we have to do right by the veteran and and provide you know the 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 best um uh, property management uh, of any world-class property management organization, and they need IT to help support that, just like everything else. They do an incredible job. They too. do. I mean, they're they're really amazing at what they do. We talked about a little bit before we went on the air about what I think you haven't said explicitly, but I think is obvious if someone knows the intent here. You've got three major organizations, as you said, within VA, VHA, VBA, and cemeteries. 
And one of the pet peeves that people have had that have dealt with the agency in the past, some of them in my family, is they're dealing with three different organizations, and it's not like they're dealing with one VA, to coin a phrase. Um, that's, it sounds like you're trying to bust those silos down. Am I on the right track? A- absolutely. Yeah. We want that the, the VA experience to be very seamless for our customers because all of our veterans are entitled to health um, uh, benefits and, and cemetery uh, um, benefits. So uh, we, we don't want them to have to go hunt for those. Uh, so we've recently reoriented our primary website, our va.gov website, so that all of the VA services are presented to them on a single page when they enter the site. They don't have to go looking for them. Uh, everything that's available to them is in one place because we really want them to use those services. But before they can use them, they need to be aware that they, they're even there and exist. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to make it easier for them to get at those services. It shouldn't be incumbent on them. They only get them if they can successfully find them. You know, we want to make sure they're aware. The electronic health record is a major initiative, which should unlock lots of benefits for a broad array of military and veteran beneficiaries. Can you talk about the progress towards that project? Sure. The um, electronic health record modernization is one of the largest that will ever occur for any health organization in the history of the world. It's I mean, hard it, not to exaggerate. It, it, right. What, yes. Right? And I'm not really exaggerating. Right. I mean, yeah. it is it is gigantic. Um, and, you know, just to give you some scope and scale, we're partnering with the Department of Defense on this. So we want to have one unified system that is seamless to the veteran and the care providers uh, in the course of providing care to our veterans. But uh, the VA's footprint in that system is three times the size of the Department of Defense's. So um, it, it, it is, it's a huge endeavor. And what I can tell you is, you know, we're in the early phases of uh, reaching our IOC, which we expect to... To, uh, achieve in the spring of next year. Um, but um, I can tell you we've been making great strides in our partnership with DOD. Uh, we're very copacetic so far in the way we're approaching this. And uh, every day our partnership gets stronger. There's really a sense there that this is one team. We want to work together and create that seamless experience for the the folks in, in military services as they transition to veteran status and, you know, through the course of their life as a veteran. Um, I mentioned earlier I wanted to come back to the cultural piece. We just have a couple of minutes left. But it strikes me, you mentioned something a moment ago, that it seems to me there are two potential cultural impacts of what you're doing, Dom. One is, as I mentioned before, people have to think about you and your colleagues differently. You're not the BlackBerry people anymore. (laughs) You're IT, your mission delivery partners. So that's one I'd like you to, to expound on a little bit. And the other one is this idea of IT as a silo breaker. You're, I imagine the work that you're doing is helping people to change the way that they think about their jobs and the way they think about the place that they work. Because I imagine if you are interacting or your customers are interacting with VBA and you work for VHA or you work for cemeteries and your customers are interacting with these, you don't think 
maybe anymore that you work for cemeteries. You think you work for VA Mm -hmm. more than you think of the individual organization that you work within. Is that a fair read, do you think? Oh, sure. So to your first point, um, yes, I mean, IT has always been a a mission partner with the business in in any organization, and, you know, uh, we're sort of in it together. But IT has really transitioned to a critical mission enabler uh, where to the point where most missions can't even execute without IT. So we're, we're we're really, you know, we're we're an ever-present, persistent, um, critical mission enabler. Um, and then to your second point, um, yeah, we 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 do want to bust down these silos and and create this um, sort of unified approach, not just for the veterans who are ingesting our services from the outside. They shouldn't have to care whether the services are coming from VHA or VBA or NCA. Uh, for cemeteries, um, you know, the, the same goes holds true for our customers within VA. Uh, we want uh, all of the customers to have, um, you know, sort of this this unified experience. And you know, it's our job to get the data all linked so that all of their uh, systems and infrastructure talk to each other. And if if we can help them create a, a seamless experience just within themselves, then they'll convey that on to the veterans. You're doing amazing things, and you have a terrific team. I happen to be very privileged to know some of them, and I congratulate you for what you're doing, and I'm grateful for you to come in and tell us about it today. Well, thank you for the opportunity. It was tremendous it. of you to share all that with us, and good luck to you. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to The Fed Heads, brought to you by Grand Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.